part. My name is Jen Hunkovic. I am your assistant pastor. And this morning, I will be leading us in worship as well as sharing the message because our pastor Mike is on vacation with family. So why don't we just take a moment? There's a camera back there. We're going to turn around and just wave and say, hi, Pastor Mike. Hi, Pastor Mike. We hope that you are enjoying your vacation. I'd also like to give a warm welcome to those that are joining us online today. We are so glad that you are worshiping with us, and we pray that all will receive a blessing somewhere in this service today. We'd like to keep attendance of those that regularly and uh, visit our church are also members of our church. So if you would just take a moment to register your attendance today on our attendance pads, that would be greatly appreciated. They're in the aisle, and you could just take a moment to fill those out. If we have any visitors, if this is a first-time visit, we also have a gift for you. Uh, Just find Lisa, and I can help guide you towards Lisa in the event that uh, you would like to receive that gift. For announcements this morning, I'm going to guide you to our bulletin, which you should have received when you came in. On the back, you'll notice that we have our Warm Heart Church Camp that is coming up. I don't know if you've had a chance to go to church camp. I went for the first time last year, and we had so much fun. And it's at Pilgrim's Cove in McCall, Idaho, which is God's country. It's beautiful time of fun and fellowship. And they have things like, you know, paddle boards and kayaks, canoes with that beautiful lake and a little beach side. So there is time for that kind of recreational family fun when we're there. If you're interested and would like to join us, it's Labor Day weekend. Put that on your calendar. Save the date. It's $75 for adults, $25 for ages 4 to 12, and 3 and under are free. If you have any questions, please ask Cassie, our youth, our our children's minister, and she'll be happy to guide you um, with that. Gentlemen, we have a men's retreat That is coming up August 4th through 6th. Now, this is going to be a tourist lake in Stanley, Idaho. Once again, God's country. It's going to be a wonderful time for fun and fellowship. So if you're a gentleman in this church that would like to learn more about that and sign up and register, Dean Kabina is your your guy. And I'm going to lead that into inviting Dean up. And uh, he's going to share just a few words about conference. Thank you, Dean. Good morning, church family. Glad you're all here. Um, My name's Dean Cabina, and I am the lay representative from this church to annual conference. And I apologize for the lateness of the report, but I'll blame it on this. I was way too foggy to make a a report. I had this done two days after conference. Um, Before I present my, my report, I would like to say that we had... Somewhere between 30 and 40 volunteers from this church involved in conference this year. It was amazing. And I was just talking to Lisa, and she's the one that headed that up. She knew that maybe half a dozen were showing up until just right before conference. And like I've always said, God seems to provide in this church in many, many ways. Things do come off well. 
it's a little frustrating, a little scary, unless you've got a lot of faith. Um, it was a real privilege for us to, to have conference here. It's not been done in a church for over 50 years. It's always been done in a big conference center. Um, and I have to tell you that I did not hear a negative comment on it. I heard lots of positive kudos from, from the pastors and, and the people who came. Um, they really enjoyed it. It was much more personal than the other kind of conference. It is a smaller group when we have it in Boise opposed to having it in Portland. And I think being online has changed that maybe forever. I don't know. Uh, but it is a great time, and it's a real privilege for me to do this. Um, conference began with a worship service. Pastor Mike gave a very uplifting and energetic welcome to the conference. We had our, we had the conference choir is what they called it, but basically it was our choir sing a beautiful song to start us off. And then our new bishop, Cedric Bridgeforth, he likes to be called Bishop Cedric, gave a marvelous sermon. And the text was Luke 10, 30 through 37. And that was the Good Samaritan story. This passage ends with Jesus telling the expert in the law that he's talking to, to go and do likewise. These four words became our theme for the weekend, and they are our theme for our conference for the coming year. <clears throat> there were plenary sessions at which business of the conference was discussed, like the budget and appointments, and we learned that there are several new Methodist churches coming in the next year. And this makes me very hopeful. We have 162 churches in our conference, and only three of them chose to leave the conference and disaffiliate. In our district, where all means all, racism continues to be one of our major issues that we are dealing with. We had informative classes about stewardship, ministries for all ages, worship planning, and quite a few others. And they were offered to all the attendees. They were very well done. I really enjoyed the ones I went to. My favorite part of conference was an an a question and answer um, session with Bishop Cedric and the lay leaders. There were over 40 of us lay leaders there, and the bishop was scheduled for half an hour. Well, he stayed with us and talked with us for almost an hour and a half. And he shared his hopes and dreams for our conference. And I found him to have a fun and lively spirit and a very passionate heart. At the closing Sunday morning worship service, three ministers were ordained. This is always a moving ceremony as people are brought forward to, to lay hands on the new candidates. With all the changes in our denomination and our world, I believe that the United Methodist Church is alive and well in our community and our world. We continue to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation formation of the world. If you have any questions about conference, I'm staying afterwards, and I'd be happy to answer whatever I can. And I do want to thank you for the opportunity to be your lay representative. Thank you. Thank you, Dean. Now, if you'll take a moment to greet one another in Christian fellowship.
is your time of the service. If you are grades five or younger, this is our children's moment. Please come forward. Hi. Hello. Okay. Do you know what this is? It's seeds. Yeah. Did you know we were passing these out today as families were arriving? They are seeds for wildflowers. If you plant them, they're designed for pollinators. Pollinators such as butterflies and hummingbirds. And did you know Jesus said a few things about seeds in his ministry? If you look at our scripture today in the Gospel of Matthew, there is the parable of the sower, which was a planter, a gardener, if you will, that planted seeds. And Jesus said that there were different types of soil. So in the story, in the story, there was a gardener who was throwing seeds out on the, on the path. What happens when the seed fell on the hard ground? The birds came down and ate the seed. And then there was seed that went down on the ground that had some rocks in it. And it, it started to grow, but then what happened to it? It died. It started to, to grow. The, sun's, the sun hit it, and it didn't have enough depth to take root. So when the sun hit it, the flowers died. And then there was seed that fell into ground where there were weeds and thorns. And have you ever seen weeds and, thro- and thorns in gardens? Those things, when they start taking over, they're hard to get rid of. Well, Jesus said that some of the seed fell among the weeds and the thorns. And those poor little plants were choked out and never had a chance. And then there was the fourth kind, which was the good soil. What happened when the seed went into the good soil? Yeah, it grew thousands and millions of plants that spread. And then there was a harvest. Jesus said that those different kinds of soils represent us and our response to the word of God. There are some that will hear the word of God and their hearts are hardened and they're not receptive to it. And then there are those that hear it and maybe they're truly excited at first, but then their joy fades and their faith is shallow and it never takes root. Then there are those that are so overburdened by all of the life stuff that it actually, their faith gets choked out. It never has a chance to grow. And then there are those that are the good soil, which hear the word of God and apply it to their lives. They study and they pray and they grow in their faith in their life. And when that happens, they can share that with others. So it's kind of like planting seeds in a garden. In that good soil, those seeds will grow and everyone can enjoy it together. Let's pray together. Gracious God, thank you for these little ones. We pray that they will continue to be rooted in love. And there will be seeds of possibility that will be sown in their life so that they may continue to grow in faith and follow you. In your son Jesus' name, amen. All right. Thank you.
This is a time of our service for quiet reflection and prayer. I will then lead us in our pastoral prayer in the Lord's Prayer, which the words will be on the screen. Gracious and loving God, thank you for this new day. May we discover joy and rejoice in it knowing that you are ever-present in our lives. Help us to be here now so that we may be aware of your Spirit at work in our lives. Lord, we are your people. Help us to sow seeds of goodness, of peace, and of kindness, so that in all that we do, it is all rooted in love. And in this love, may we cultivate relationships as we grow in our faith and in community as your disciples. And Lord, today we come together as your people to pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
The reading today is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 1 through 9, and then verses 18 through 23. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat by the lake. Such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat in it, while all the people stood on the shore. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came out, the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seeds fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop, a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Listen then to what the parable of the sower means. When anyone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed falling on rocky ground refers to someone who hears the word and at once receives it with joy. But since they have no root, they last only a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word, making it unfaithful. But the seed falling on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it. This is the one who produces a crop, yielding a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. May God bless the reading of his word. A few weeks ago, a group of ladies from our church met up at a lavender farm for a ladies' morning out. And I think I've got a picture to share you, share with you. That was the lavender fields that we visited. Isn't it beautiful? We had a great time together. The lavender was beautiful, and it was just so fragrant. We also brought prayer cards with us, and if anyone wanted to, they were able to take a quiet time to reflect and pray as we walk the infinity loop of lavender plants. While we were there, we were able to cut bundles of lavender for ourselves to create our own little bouquets to take home with us. And mine is still on my dining room table at home. You know, there was one detail in particular about our outing that I reflected on a few times since that day. And it has to do with the history of the farm. You see, in 2006, there were no gardens. There were no flowers, no farm, really just a lot of dirt. 
acres of dirt and weeds and rock. And yet the owner of the property didn't just see the dirt and the weeds and the rock. No. She looked on the land and and she saw possibility. She saw potential and had a vision for what could be. And as you could see from the picture that I shared, her vision was realized. So beautiful. With intention and purpose and a lot, I'm sure it was a lot of hard work. She carefully cultivated the soil. She cleared out the rocks so the seeds could take root. And and she pulled the weeds so that they would not be able to choke out her new little plants that were just beginning to grow. Over time, her fields of lavender flourished and grew and became something new and beautiful to share with others. I can attest to this. We certainly shared in the fruit of her labor that day. But I also recognize that she's had a community of helpers along the way cultivating the soil for new and continued growth. And friends, there is so much truth in that. You know, a few weeks ago, I was picking up my son after a week-long music camp out of state. And as I was sitting there and listening to him share his stories, he continued to marvel about self-made successes in our world and how impressive it was that they completely achieved so much on their own. I listened. Eh, Maybe I should have just listened. But I'm mom, (laughs) so I spoke as well. And now this wasn't to diminish one's hard work, but it was my attempt to be inclusive and recognize the role of God and others in our lives. So, wearing that mama hat, (laughs) I gently reminded him that we share our successes and achievements, as well as our disappointments, hurts, and perceived failures with others. And that's the beauty of it. I am because we are. It's all about relationship. Relationship with God and others. And I truly believe that none of us just got there on our own. Think on your own lives. Think of all the influential people that you've known, all the experiences that have shaped and molded us, that has helped guide us on our path. Think about the seeds of possibilities that have been planted along the way and those that have carefully 
cultivated the soil and helped us remove the rocks, the barriers, the stumbling blocks so that our own roots may grow in depth or the helpers that were there when the stresses and brokenness of, of life threatened to choke out our health, our wholeness, our peace, our joy. Those individuals, the gardeners, if you will, that were there to sow the seeds of possibility and cultivate the soil so that you could grow and flourish. Think of the gardeners in your life. Did you have a teacher? A youth pastor? A friend or a family member that helped plant a few seeds? How have the seeds grown? Do some need a little tending? Now, I do realize that some may not feel that they have gardeners in their lives. And this message, perhaps, they feel doesn't apply to them. After all, relationships can be messy. And not all life experiences are rooted in compassion and kindness and in love. So, this message is especially for those that are struggling today. Because I do believe that if we really take a look at the scripture, I believe that there is a message of hope in the passage that Tom shared with us today. Jesus shared the parable of the sower. He said, a farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell on rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up, the plants were scorched and they were withered because they had no root. Other seed fell among the thorns which grew up and choked the plants. Still, other seed fell on good soil where it produced a crop a hundred, sixty, or thirty times What was sown? In this parable, Jesus explained that seeds were the word of God and the soil represents us. That is the different responses to the word of God. Some would hear the word of God and because their hearts were hardened, they would not accept it. Others would hear and quickly accept it, but their joy would be short-lived because their faith did not take root. Still others would hear the word, but their faith would be choked out by the distractions of the world. Even perhaps by their own selfish ambition and desires. But then... He spoke of the good soil. Those that heard the word of God and their faith took root and grew and flourished to share with others. As you reflect on these words today and this parable, I'm curious, which soil are you? 
Friends, I think there's also another meaning here as well. And this is where the message of hope lies. I'm curious, do you hear it? Do you hear the message of hope in this parable? I believe it's in the sower. I mean, why would the sower scatter seed along the path and in the rocky places and in the shallow soil? Why would the sower be so generous and give in abundance, knowing that the conditions were not right for the seed to sprout, take root, and grow? Friends, didn't the sower know that there's just some soil that isn't worth the effort or the work or the time? No. And there lies the message of hope, of possibility and imagining what could be. You see, the soil represents us And all means all. We are all worthy to receive God's word of love and mercy. Even when our hearts are hardened or life may feel a little rocky or we we may feel a little prickly, God continues to sow the seeds of possibility. I think back to the farmer She had acres and acres of dirt and weeds and rock, and yet she didn't just see the weeds and the dirt and the rock. No. She saw possibility. She saw potential, and she had a vision for what could be. And I believe that is the same with God. God knows us. God loves us. God knows our potential. So here's the truth. In this parable, the soil represents us, but we can also be the sower, the messenger of hope. Think on your life. In all that you do and in your relationships, are you sowing seeds of love, of joy, of peace, of kindness and goodness? Are you sowing seeds of faithfulness and goodness? Is everything you do rooted in love? Is everything we do rooted in love. Perhaps our call as Christians involves being the sower. But I think we're also called to go a little bit further and also be the gardeners to help continually cultivate the soil. That is the relationships in our lives. Friends, I like to think that we are people of hope, of possibility, of realizing what is and imagining what could be if all things were rooted in unconditional love and mercy, compassion, and kindness.
just imagine the garden that we could grow. I like to think of it as living into the prayer of thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And the family of God said, Amen. Now is the time of our service where we give thanks and give back. Our ministries are possible because of your generous gifts of time, of service, and of your resources. Today, I'd like to highlight one of our ministries, and that would be the youth. They recently came back from their mission trip. Next week, you will be blessed with a message from Nicole, our youth minister. And I just want to say thank you because it's your generous giving that allows these ministries to happen. And now I believe we also have the gift of music. Please come forward, ushers.
take more as you leave. We've got plenty. And take them home with your family and plant them, if you will, as a reminder that as you continue on in your journeys to continue to plant the seeds of possibility with everything rooted in love, sowing the seeds of love and joy and peace. Peace be with you, my friends, as you go out into your worlds.